subscribe. The Chicago Popo Report. Paul Cialino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Ah, back at it, Popo Nation. Paul Cialino, Lupe Acquired, Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890 Saturday night. What's going on, brother? There's a lot going on, man. What's going on? In a hot week. Yeah. That's not, not too hot over there at Soldier Field, though. Oh, the, the Bears are still <laughs> a hot mess. Oh, they are. They're the most dysfunctional group of people. Here's what I have to say about that. Call the cops, okay? Because, I don't know, man. I think the uh, citizens of Chicago, they're being, they're getting ripped off. They're being stolen from. You know, they're, I think we should, we have a couple of uh, charges ahead in civil court and in criminal court. Should yeah. I start with criminal court first? Hey, hey, I seen brother-in-law Mike sitting over there not looking too happy at the Bears game on Sunday. I love ripping them every time they lose. Just <laughs> sending them text messages. How's that? How are you spending that $500 a seat? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't look too happy, man. I saw him on old Facebook with his pals. So like I said, we should charge him with, with uh, let's say... Felony theft, maybe? Felony theft. That's yeah. a good one. How about um, falsely impersonating... Uh, a football team. Oh, man, St. Rita could beat them now. I'm telling you, they're in trouble. <laughs> they're looking like yeah. a high school team. I think, exactly, a high school team could definitely beat them. A good high school team. And then in civil court, I think yeah, the, I Al- think the fan, Alabama would probably shut them out. That's right. The yeah. fans should also sue for their money back. Yeah, well. How about that? They're not getting their money's worth. What do you well, think? Not, not, it's not going to be, it's going to be a long winter, okay? We better find something else to root for. <laughs> it is going to be a long. Well, we've got a couple, another month of uh, another month or so of uh, fall, and then yes, uh, it should be yeah. it should be all said and done by uh, by January first. Well, they're shooting them up on the west side again, brother. It's a long weekend. Last well, we got to talk about crime. We're not going to talk about sports uh, anymore. We're done with the sports thing. I think. What, what about what about the, cu- channels what about the Cubbies? They're getting a new. They're getting a new uh, a new uh, manager. Guy that, guy that was on Dances with the Stars. He's uh yeah he used to be their uh their catcher yeah you know? yeah well catchers are usually good managers right 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 but uh the good the really good catcher Giraldi he's he's managing in Philly now he's not going to take over the Cubs so we get we get we get the Cub guy so maybe things are looking up for the Cubs for next year or maybe this is an investment for the next couple of years yeah well we won't have to call the cops they, on them they better get some starting pitching is what they better do okay but uh, next uh, I guess we got to talk about crime huh? yeah we do or we'll get in trouble. Okay, we had a rough weekend, huh? We had a rough weekend, man. Uh, roughest since Labor Day. Five killed, 35 wounded by gunfire. That doesn't count stabbings, crowbars, uh, vehicle assaults, etc. That's just just the firearm count. All in the south side, west side, Austin neighborhood, uh, Rosen neighborhood. But, hey, none occurred downtown or on the north side. And as we know in Chicago, that's the most important stat right there. Don't shoot nobody downtown or on the north side. Because then... Stuff would really hit the fan. Oh, it's because white people are getting shot in those areas. We don't want that happening because that, that gets a lot of attention. No, but yeah, this doesn't bode well for uh, uh, Accountability Tuesdays now. It's no longer Monday, <laughs> accountability right? Accountability Tuesday. It must have been rough. Someone yes. left Someone left with their booty hurting. Oh, I bet they did. 
I bet they did. All oh, the deputies, uh, oh. including the mayor. I mean, including the, uh, well, no, not the mayor. the mayor. Not the mayor. The superintendent. <laughs> yes. Uh, all the uh, commanders uh, on the south side and west side. Yeah. Accountability a, Tuesday. Accountability Tuesday was a long morning. I'd, if we had tape at that meeting, I mean, we could probably do quite well with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you think Accountability Tuesday for the superintendent, though? He had a. Man, he had an incident last oh, week. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah, we huh? didn't get to we didn't get to it because it was it was late breaking. We didn't have all the facts, so we didn't get to it last <laughs> week. But we've got we got some, some more facts, info, but not the ones that have come out since then. Yeah, because uh, uh, initially it started out as hey, uh, a big switch of medication. I, I put the wrong pills in the pill container, and and listen, we're fans. We it's understandable. Root, it happens we, to everybody. We root for this superintendent all the time, and then he has a mayor meeting with the mayor. And he goes, oh, oh, yeah, by the way, I had a couple cocktails, too. Uh-oh. That's where it turns south real quick. And the knives are out, man, on the superintendent. Well, it's a good thing he, uh, yeah, he was forthcoming with that information because it would have it would have come out. Uh, you know it's going to come way. out because the gossip is just nonstop. He's in a restaurant with a bunch of guys. He has a few drinks. Uh, a bartender would have said something. A server would have said something. <laughs> Just grabbed the credit card bill, right? <laughs> the liquor bill was twelve hundred bucks, guys. Okay, let's assume the superintendent partook. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's a couple drinks? But yeah, and plus, you know, me, you know, a medication issue. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of issues going on, and and, and the pressure. Uh, listen, no one gets treated like he did. He, he gets. Uh, no field sobriety test, no blood test, no urine test. He did he, go home and be well, and that's what you know. Th- listen, the mayor. The mayor made it very clear early on. She wants to get rid of him. She wants her dude in there, do that. And I think this might be his his death knoll. But listen, in his defense, even the uh, responding officers. Uh, okay, you're you arrive on scene. Yeah, what are you gonna do if he's if he's like totaled? Once you figure out who this person is, yeah. apart from the fact that he is a superintendent, and you realize he, you know, it's Eddie Johnson, uh-huh. you know we yeah. got to call we got to call a sergeant, we've got to call a lieutenant, we've got to call everybody because <laughs> everybody did get called too, including the fire department. They were all there. You know you gotta you, you gotta <laughs> you gotta make some fast notifications. But apart from that, he was sleeping. So the whole thing the whole thing revolves around revolves around is he impaired. You know, bloodshot eyes, uh, slurred speech. Uh, is he is he stumbling is, when he's when he's getting out of the car? Is he stumbling? Does it require you know a, a field sobriety test? But then again, it's the superintendent. It's your boss. It's who your can boss. Make your life miserable to say the least, right? So I mean, the responding officers, poor guys. I mean, they're they're in a, oh, in a tough spot. Oh, I'm glad I'm not the guy that took that call. And this is all on cam. Oh, sure. Body worn cam. All kinds of cameras going, right? I mean, yeah, a lot, a lot, and that tape is out there somewhere. And I bet we're going to see it sooner than later. What is it? Sixty days now. It's that's the uh, requirement. <laughs> well, Within sixty days, uh, body cam footage will be released. But that's for shootings. Does that involve you I, know, something like no, this? I don't think so. I'm sure the freedom of information requests are already popping in. Right. Right. But even if they do get it, it's in sixty days, and uh, uh, is he going to be the superintendent sixty days? Probably. Uh, 120 days, doubtful. Huh. Right? And Possibly. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm, it happens to everybody. If you drink at all, you, once occasionally you're going to get in the car, 
probably when you shouldn't. This is a tough one, man. It's hard on him. We love him. We love the superintendent. Does a great job day in, day out, out there. Works 18 hours a day. I have no beefs with him, man. Right. None Absolutely. at all. Right? And and this is just horrible timing for him. Uh, he considered bad judgment, but hey, why doesn't he have a driver? Uh, he does have a driver. He, said, he explains in this. He goes to great lengths to explain, hey, I sent my driver home. He works 60 hours a week or more. And I sent him home to be with his family because I'm just tired of, uh, you know, half killing him all the time. And he's never home. He's got a young family, and I, I try to give him a break when I can. And now the FOP's piling on him. They're, oh, they voted man. no we're gonna confidence. Come, we're going to come back and talk about that nonsense. I mean, they're, yeah, they, <laughs> they saw an opportunity, and now they're just pouncing. They've been looking for an excuse to light them up, and now they have it. All right, Paul, thanks for starting us off tonight, my nonviolent whom I have complete confidence in, low-level partner in crime. As the Chicago Popo Report gets on the way here on a Saturday night, more to come, including news on Beavis and Butthead. You know, Jesse Smollett and his sidekick, R. Kelly. <laughs> and the ubiquitous Florida man tries to start naked fight club at a Chick-fil-A. That and more when we return here on WLS AMA 90. WLS. Welcome back, peeps. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino on WLS AM 890, Chicago Popo Report, Saturday night. Little Sandman stuff going, little superintendent had a little Sandman moment <laughs> in the car last week. Took a little nap in an intersection. Like we said, it happens. Got a lot of attention. And uh, before we took the break, we were talking about the FOP has now come out and said, we're giving you a no confidence vote. We don't like you no more. Mostly because... They never liked him. No. No, they, they have never liked him. And they've been waiting for this moment. And Trumpy's coming to town. And uh, what happened? The superintendent says, I'm not going to the uh, chiefs of police meeting when the president speaks. I personally think that's a bad move. But that's his... He can do that, right? He's got personal feelings about it. Listen, but that's what triggered this whole no confidence listen, thing. Listen, according to the superintendent, he's not going to attend that uh, mon uh, Trump's Monday speech uh, because the values of the sh people of Chicago are more important than anything we would have to say or he would have to say. Listen, I, I don't have any problem with him not attending. That's his personal decision. He's got plenty to do. Besides hang out with a bunch of chiefs, police who's cocktail and having a good time in Chicago. FOP's been looking for an excuse to jump on them. And they got it now. Right? They, they, I think he has a Lori Lightfoot's blessing on this one. Oh, I'm sure he does. Because Lightfoot's not going to attend. By, no, no, well, I haven't heard anything, but yeah, I'm sure yeah, she's not going to attend. Yeah, absolutely she's not going to attend. She's not going to glad hand with, uh, with uh, Trumpy on not, this one. Not going to be no meetings with her and the president, okay? And so she doesn't have any problem at all with this. And the FOP, who's uh, the entire you know board over there, a bunch of white dudes, have been waiting for this moment. They do not like Johnson, haven't liked him, and and now not that it matters because let's face it, they don't like the Tribune, they don't like the Sun Times. By the way, they don't talk to either one of those organizations. They don't like Fox, and they hate CBS local. So uh, Johnson is uh, like fifth on the hit list of theirs, and I'm sure the hit list will continue. Listen, I don't believe he's pandering to uh, Lightfoot. Uh, I think I think this is a personal, yeah, like no. you said, a personal choice. Yep. Um, um, you know, I believe him when he says, you know, his values are are preventing him from attending that speech because he's Trump 
Trumpy has only been bashing Chicago ever since, even before he was president. Bashing Chicago. Always, always. And uh, misinformation, lying, being uh, loose with the truth, as far as Chicago's concerned. Whatever the case, what we're discussing right now is the FOP with this this silly, no-confidence vote. It's ridiculous, and it's counterproductive. I, I, I don't know how it helps them in any way, shape, or form. They're pandering to a lot of the, uh, a lot of, uh, pro Trumpies here in Chicago. Many of them are law enforcement. Yep. And, uh, it's, uh, it makes a good, uh, byline, you know, on the, uh, on the news, but I think it's just BS. Well, I think they need to worry about the rate the cops are getting fired, indicted, et cetera. They need to stay out of the whole political thing. They need to, uh, not mess with the superintendent who who has controls the lives of uh, thirteen thousand five hundred police officers in this city. I think it's nothing but a distraction from exactly from what's really going on in Chicago. What's going on with the uh, the FO with the contract? What's going on with well, uh, police yeah, misconduct? Listen, that whole contract thing's getting ready to blow up, right? Yeah, real soon. Right. You think the teachers are hot? Wait, wait till the FO, wait till the police department uh, contract negotiations start in earnest. Yeah. And the fire department's right behind them, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a lot of problems coming up with the uh, first responders in this city and the union contracts. Lightfoot's first term, yeah, it's it's going to be a rough one with uh, with contracts yeah, well, involving uh, uh, city employees. Well, here, well she's trying, trying to get the teachers 16%. Not a bad deal, right? If you can get it. In any event, moving right along. What's next, Luke? Let's talk about the uh, the uh, two uh, Chicago cops who were convicted uh, in federal court this past week. Well, they got hammered. That jury I mean, was out did five the FOP, hours, Did man. the FOP say anything about that? I don't actually? think they did. I don't think they were over there yakking about that case. They were yakking actually about the Realmo case. That got them a little more concerned. But this one, this is, I mean, this is pretty much uh, I'm, in your face. Uh, yeah, there's really... This is no excuse bad. for this. This is FBI investigation with with uh, informants and videotape and audio tape and tapped phones. These guys were, you know, they didn't have a choice but to go to trial because they weren't getting any deals. And who are we talking about? We're talking about uh, Xavier Elizondo and uh, David Salgado. They were, uh, let's see, convicted for betraying their badges by line of judges to obtain search warrants and then stealing drugs and cash they found during raids. Um Listen, this has been going on for as long as raids and search warrants have been getting executed in this city. From the beginning of time, there have been a small element in the police department that goes into business with the bad guys. But generally, if you get caught with a bunch of money, we're going to take a bunch of it. It wasn't one of the main arguments uh, which one of these officers made was, you know what, in order to catch the bad guys, you've got to... You've got to straddle that line. You've you can got to straddle you, that line, but you can't take money, right? And you've got to be one of the bad guys in order to catch the bad well, guys. Well, let me tell you, they're going to find all find out about being bad guys when they get sentenced. I'm, I'm surprised the judge left them both out on bond. So yeah. they got to come back for sentencing, and they're going to they're going to get hammered pretty good. Let's see. Uh, they tr- guilty of conspiracy and obstruction of justice. Uh, let's see. One count of attempt attempting to destroy evidence and. Uh, for Salgado, one count of lying to the FBI. Uh, well, that's a year, <laughs> okay. But but they're looking at they're looking at serious time. They're looking at ten years plus. See, obstruction of, of uh, obstruction carries a sentence up to twenty years in prison. So yeah, they, these guys are going to catch ten, man. It's it's sad, but uh, you know what? They got caught. They got caught pretty dirty, and 
Shame on them. See, a lot of the rank and file officers have been talking about this. They've been, you know, you hear about it. These were uh, merit merit officers. They, they, be, they didn't test. They into didn't their test position. into the position. So yeah. you know, they're so like, they it, in other words, political appointees. Yeah, they couldn't qualify to be you know supervisors. Yeah. by passing a, an exam. Uh-huh. You know, they were put in that position. Yeah, you know, because a shady because you know somebody because you know right, someone right. and you got and, clout and look what happens. You got clout, and they they got clouted right into the federal penitentiary. Yeah, because I'm sure their clout was some alderman, right? Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Usually some alderman with a little juice. I want this guy promoted and I want him working this assignment. And they think, uh, you know, they can get away with certain things, you know, because right. I've yeah. got a phone call. I've got a guy watching over me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, uh, I mean, they walk that fine line and sometimes they, they cross it. They got a big problem now, huh? Yeah. Yeah, well, their careers are over with, their lives are over with as they know it. Their pensions are gone and they're going to prison. And they're going to be convicted felons. Hey, very quickly, let's uh, change gears. Did you, did you hear about that uh, that sign on Lakeshore Drive that read, Kill Cops? <laughs> I'm telling you, someone has a sense of humor, except I don't think the police thought it was very funny. Let's see, that happened Friday morning. So Thursday, we had the decision uh, regarding Robert Rialmo. You think that had anything to do with it? I don't know. You know, these are computer hackers. They they got a sixth sense of humor. It wasn't a, It wasn't a, even computer hacking. You have to well, manually, you have to manually go in and keyboard... Uh, whatever, whatever, well, whatever you want to put on that sign. It's where, not. Where's that keyboard at? Who? Department of Transportation, state agency, city agency, what? It, well, it, well, the streets and sand says it has nothing to do with them. They have nothing to do with the city. That's uh, more of a private, more of a uh, out of uh, Soldier Field, more of like a private sign. So it might have been a private uh, company. Somebody in the company did it. Somebody who had a pretty, thought they were having a sense that, of humor. That's pretty poor taste, man. That that is poor taste. Considering the amount of officers that get shot in this town, that is poor taste. Exactly. I mean, all of Gaper's delay on top of that. Come on, everyone's uh, looking at the sign. Everybody's taking a picture Park. of the sign is what they're doing. <laughs> Breaking, <laughs> pulling over, <laughs> taking pictures, taking selfies with the sign. Oh, man. Bad taste. That is bad taste. Hopefully they get caught up and, uh, I don't know, they get brought up on some kind of charge. What do you think? I don't think anything is going to happen. No. That's what I think. All right, we're going to take another break. So much crime, so little time. When we come back, the clown dies in federal prison. We'll explain that one. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. L.S. Ah, that's not on your theme music, folks, but we're back. We've got Brian Paul Cialino. Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. And... Folks, when you can't listen to us live, got to go to WLSAM.com. Pick up that podcast anytime you want, any location. Just type in Popo Report or WLSAM.com and you'll find it. And uh, now, a bit of sad news for uh, some people on Grand Avenue on the west side. The Grand Avenue boys are upset or they're sad. Uh, Well, they're planning a big funeral. Joey Lombardo, also known as the Clown. Outfit boss, had his own crew for years and years, a Grand Avenue guys, man. He was described as a remorseless killer by the feds. All-around tough guy, huh? He was a tough guy. There's no question about it. Joey Lombardo was a tough guy. He's part of that last of the old guard. Did you ever run into him? Uh, you know, you've got I, a storied um, past yeah. here in Chicago. Well, you know you, a lot I, of these guys. I have met him before on occasion, and I found him to be uh, extremely smart. Very thoughtful guy, mm-hmm. very bright. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, he had that cold, dead-eyed stare, man. You looked at this dude, and you knew there was nobody to trifle with. Don't cross him. No, no. And he had a reputation for being a clown. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to f***ing amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? Uh, He's a jokester, huh? He was a jokester, and he liked jokesting with the media. Whenever he was under an indictment, he'd went down a couple times throughout the years for uh, various criminal activities. But the last time he went down in the family secrets trial, he went down the hardest. A wisecracking elder statesman, huh? He was a wisecracker. He had a he had a personality, man. He was a good-looking guy. He dressed the part. He looked the part. He acted the part. Who do you think portrayed him in in, in the various uh, movies? You know, in, in from Hollywood or you know, on TV. Does it, does one character come out at you? Anyone from uh, Goodfellas or well, you name it? Uh... I would say Lombardo was first and foremost moneymaker for everybody. Made a lot of money for everyone. Was heavily involved in the Teepsters Fund uh, with Alan Dorfman, a guy who got killed uh, because he got indicted and they thought he might talk and he got whacked in the parking lot up in Lincolnwood in a hotel. Uh, Lombardo was a smart guy who had... His tentacles reached everywhere in the Chicago outfit. He rose through the ranks. Yeah, started at the bottom, yeah. man, and worked his worked way, his up. way up. And and always, you know, he was a character. He took out an ad in the Sun Times when he got out of prison once. If anybody sees me hanging out with any so-called mafia people, call my parole officer. And he listed his phone number. Now, Joey never stopped being an outfit guy for one second, not for a second. Till the day he died. Till huh? the day he died, man. He, he denied it. And mm-hmm. he always managed to keep on the good side of everybody from Arcardo on down. No, he was a force. He was a force, and he was smart, and he was ruthless. And he dies at 90 in prison where most of these guys wind up, man, eventually. They die in prison, or they die at the end of a gun. And uh, Joey had a long career. Uh, of course, he got convicted for killing Seifert, a uh, business partner of his, and Seifert was the he was a godchild to Seifert's youngest son. Mm-hmm. It's a tough murder. Uh, Seifert says that when they killed his father, they heard it. His wife and kids were present at this factory out in uh, Elk Grove. And Lombardo owned a piece of And a guy in a mask heard it, the wife and kids into an office, when Danny Seifert got gunned down that day. And the kid thinks it was Joey Lombardo who saved him and the kids. And him and his mom. Wow. So... You know, Lombardo was not a classic psychopath. He was a thoughtful, bright guy who was in the life. A thoughtful psychopath. Very thoughtful. I don't think he was a psychopath. Yeah. Knew exactly what he was doing at all times. We got two other wise guys in the news. We got Jesse Smollett and R. Kelly. Let's start with Jesse <laughs> let me, Smollett. Well, let me, let's start with one thing. They're not wise guys by any stretch of the imagination. They're, they're I was knuckleheads. Be, I was being facetious. Yeah, the wise guys wouldn't let them within uh, two blocks of their operation. These are two wannabe wise guys. Uh, they could be wannabe all they want. They, uh, they, they were not even close to being in the same league. But uh, they both have legal problems, extensive ones. Yeah, yeah. Our Kelly's looking at life in prison right now. Let's get. Let's talk about Jesse first. Jesse, Juicy Smollett, the French actor. Juicy Smollett. He's trying to get out of paying one hundred thirty thousand to the uh, city. I it's not you. working out too well. No, it's not. He was in court last week, and they said uh, the judge said, "No, you're not dismissing that case. They're, they're coming after you for the money. You're going to have to deal with that one hundred thirty thousand dollar problem." The main argument from it is from his attorney. 
basically... I'm disappointed in this argument, bro. He's like, hey, listen, <laughs> how, how how could we have foreseen the amount of money and resources that the Chicago Police Department would have spent on his lie? That's a terrible legal argument, and it did not fly with that federal judge. Not for two seconds. He said, uh, Judge Kendall, Virginia Kendall, says, uh, guess what? Bad idea. This is going to trial. Nice try. But uh, that's not a defense. No. And when you're holding press conferences and international and national press is saying that it was a racially homophobic motivated attack, uh, you're asking for trouble. And you're promoting it as such. When in fact, uh, it's very apparent he set the whole thing up and uh, there wasn't any racial or homophobic components to it. None. None. Let me ask you this, though, too. Um, so, what happened to that case involving the uh, the white powder in the envelope going through the U.S. mail? Well, Where has that gone? I, I mean, think, is, that, is that not going anywhere? I think I mean, he's sitting in the postal inspector's office with some US, waiting for some U.S. attorney to prove charges on it. That's, I mean, initially, that seemed like a, a pretty serious thing that he did. I think it's a fallback position. Frankly, I think the feds are just hanging on to it to see what happens with the state case and what Dan Webb does. Dan Webb is operating on state and laws and, mm -hmm. you know, Cook County. Uh, the feds are a whole different animal. And the feds, of course, Dan Webb used to be the U.S. attorney in Chicago. So I'm sure there's a lot of pillow talk going on between him and uh, his former colleagues over there. And it's, it's probably a fallback position. So it looks like we're going to trial with Jesse Smollett for now. And I think he's going to get indicted for a felony by the time this is all over with. Good for him. That a more mundane. Let's go down. Let's go down to Robert Kelly, man. Okay, we haven't talked about Robert in a week, maybe a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. R. Kelly is back in the news. His uh, his lawyer uh, decides to part ways with him because he hasn't uh, his divorce lawyer completely paid her. He owes her, uh, according to her, twelve thousand dollars. This is a sad story. Okay, a guy like R. Kelly, who's who's been in uh, big litigation and divorce and family court. Uh, this bill. Should should be a you know per day bill. She says he owes her twelve grand. I mean, I'd be embarrassed to float that petition. <laughs> well, he's already paid her roughly what fifteen thousand. Yeah, come on, and owes man. her twelve thousand. Kelly, that bill should be six figures easy. So you're saying Chicago attorney Lisa Damico is D'Amico. under D'Amico? D'Amico. D'Amico is undercharging uh, R. Kelly and and. Uh, Maybe uh, she's getting some. Uh, she's getting paid in kind. What about that? <laughs> listen, <laughs> you get a listen. This is uh, this is like baby lawyer fees in family court. And we're married. You and I are both married to women who practice law in family court. We know what these fees generate and what they should be for a case of this nature. Isn't and it? That, yeah. That's not even in the ballpark, man. In the initial retainer was twenty five hundred. I mean that is that is that is nothing that's for R. Kelly. Scraping man, that is that is like ridiculous. The uh, yeah the uh, the retainer for this guy should have been minimum ten thousand. <laughs> minimum minimum closer 10, to twenty five or fifty. <laughs> I mean I tell you what, Dwayne Wade paid over three million dollars in uh, legal fees in his divorce in Chicago. So R. Kelly, uh, he, he, he listen, I'm, and I'm not saying that Mr. Miko's not a great lawyer. I have no idea. Don't know her, but. Uh, that that is like ridiculous, ridiculously low for a guy like Kelly. 
uh, well, hopefully, you know, like like all it, all all good attorneys, hopefully she gets paid soon and gets paid what she's owed. Okay, I'm sure she'll she'll get a judgment against him if nothing else. Right. right. We're gonna take another break, Paul. When we come back, we're gonna revisit that hate crime uh, that we talked about a couple weeks ago, where uh, the guy was uh, you know found guilty for berating uh, a Puerto Rican lady. Okay. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. S. That's Popo Report post-Halloween show. Lupe Choir, Paul Cialino on WLS AM 890. Chicago Saturday night. Huh? Nice fall evening. Feels great. Beautiful studios. Our old buddy Bobby Riamo made the news again, maybe for the last time. Yeah, I guess the police board finally dropped the hammer on him, huh? Well, the superintendent changed position, said fire him, and they fired him. Yeah. Here's the thing. He's, you know, suspended because he shoots two people. They call it a good shooting, but the city pays out $16 million in a civil judgment to the families who got shot by Riamo. Well, it was uh, Antonio LaGreer. Antonio LaGreer's... No, 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 no. That was Betty, jo- Betty Jones who got right. who was the accident. She was the accident. And, yeah. and Greer had a baseball bat. His father right. called 911, said, come get this kid out of here. He's nuts. Locks himself in a bedroom. Yeah. Tells Greer to open the door. Tells Greer to go out and get <laughs> he, the Popo. He don't yeah. open the door. He tells the little Greer to open it. And Greer gets herself shot accidentally by Riamo. city winds up paying $16 million. Here's my whole thing. It, what job in this world... If you cost your employer sixteen million bucks, is going to keep you employed there, right? Yeah. None, none. Of course, the FOP screaming, he shouldn't be fired. And listen, Bobby had a couple incidents involving alcohol and which, fist fights, which didn't help him. He didn't, no, he, didn't no. he didn't stay under the radar didn't afterwards. Help his cause, no, man, no, not at all. Not he's at all. just kind of impulsive, maybe drinking issue, and and he's a tough kid. Uh, who just found himself in a really bad situation? Didn't he? Wasn't he vindicated for the uh, the uh, the extra beefs uh, after the shooting? Though the, uh, I th- I the think fighting he was, <laughs> but but still, it's yeah. just I mean, bad one was PR. on videotape, and they, you know, he didn't start the fight, finished it. He's a hockey yeah. player, ex marine, Chicago policeman. It's safe to say Bobby liked the fight, right? Mm, yeah, yes, and it probably cost him uh, his career with the police department, but. And any other career known to man, you cost your boss sixteen million bucks, you you're gone. You are gone. Unless your name is on the marquee. And his name is not on the marquee. He was a patrolman. Right. He was uh, charged with unlawful and unnecessary use of a weapon and bringing discredit upon the police department. And and the superintendent supported him initially, but then had a re- reversed himself. And I think it's probably because of the alcohol yeah. uh, incidents that occurred post shooting while he was on desk duty. Right, it just didn't help his cause, man. We kind of like him. We we've, we've talked him up throughout the years. I mean, it was a bad situation for him. I, there's no malice in his heart. I don't think on this one. It's just one of those things. Yeah, uh, it's one of the things that happened. I mean, yeah, it's tough to Monday morning quarterback this incident. I mean, what could he have done differently? Right, and and everybody quarterbacked it, and it comes on the heels of Laquan McDonald, which is the worst possible position to be in. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's just, it, it was horrible timing. I mean, we faced, I mean, I faced these uh, similar situations all the time, whether it's a knife, whether it's a bat, whether it's some other, uh, you know, weapon coming at you. And uh, 
it's that moment. You got to rely on your uh, on your training, your you know your partner. Uh, the situation. Were a whole bunch of issues with that, right? He hadn't been qual- requalified on the taser or the baton. I mean, there was all kinds of yeah. Well, stuff yeah. Going why on wasn't someone? Why wasn't someone? Uh, why wasn't a taser uh, used? Right. I mean, yeah. There's just a lot of things. Uh, it was. It's just uh, all around bad, bad. It was bad, bad situation. It was, and it looks like now it's over with. I don't think I, I really don't consider him a sacrificial lamb. This is not one of those. Nah, he he sort of uh, made his own bed in this one, yeah. man. He just just couldn't get out of his own way, and he had the great. He was his lawyer for a while there, Luf. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> even he could not save him. Who's our our favorite attorney? Who, what, uh, Joe Brodsky? Uh, Joe Brodsky yeah. may or may not have a license at the moment, but uh, was not around for the final ending. May or may not have been paid on this one, but uh, he did represent uh, Rialmo. He did, for a little while. For a little while. Kept, keep, he wants to keep his name in the, uh, in the yeah, news. Yeah, that, that's probably uh, one that, that doesn't help his resume. Uh, what's next? So we got our guy uh, who was uh, he, he was accused of a, after hate crime. Uh, he says he was so ashamed of what he did. So we're talking about our Timothy Tribus, sixty-three-year-old Timothy Tribus, uh, who was uh, he was kind of drunk when he uh, when he stumbled across uh, uh, the party at the uh, at Forest the Forest Reserve. Reserve. Young young girl wearing a Puerto Rican shirt. She's Puerto Rican. Yeah. What what, what, what did he think it was initially? <laughs> What was that? Is that, it, a, is that the American flag? Was it the American flag? Texas. No. He, Texas is that flag. the Texas flag? She goes, no, it's the Puerto Rican flag, and which caused a uh, th- you know twenty minute rant that was caught on tape. She was having a party at the Forest Preserve. She, she rented that space, and she was wearing her uh, Puerto Rican shirt. You know, uh, being very proud, which is great. And then, yeah, this guy comes across. And by the way, I might add, she looked pretty good in that Puerto Rican yeah. shirt too. Okay, yeah. <laughs> she filled it out quite nicely. Yeah, yeah. Well, he got probation. He got no jail time. And I mean, well, probably which you predicted actually. Yeah. Well, listen, he, the guy got no background. Uh, nobody got physically assaulted. He was just being rude and stupid and moronic and drunk, which happens when you're drunk, especially right. Yeah. And uh, he got publicly whipped pretty good on this thing. Yeah, he falls on his sword. He's ashamed of what he did. Uh, yeah. It's a terrible mistake. Uh, you know, lapse of judgment. Yeah, it doesn't help when you're right. when and, you're drunk. And he, he was lucky because he was up there in the Skokie courthouse where who, uh, judges up there are known to drop in a hammer on you occasionally. But this was a common sense, good sentence and re- result for this guy. The, another unfortunate uh, side effect, the uh, Forest Preserve police officer. Who, uh, <laughs> he got was, fired, though. <laughs> was fired because he just stood idly and yeah, didn't do anything about cause, it. Because he deserved to get fired. Yeah. Because right? this thing went on for about uh, 20 minutes longer than it should have. Yeah. This guy should have been removed from the scene. Either, sir, shut up and go with your people over there. Or, sir, you're under arrest for disorderly conduct and off to jail we go. Yeah, and he stood there and didn't do anything. A lot of part of the problem, actually. A lot of police officers face that aha moment. That uh, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to put up? Are you going to shut up? What are you going to do when faced? You know, with that situation. And he uh, he stood idly by. He did not help it, her. It is the Forest Preserve Police we're talking it, about. Well, okay? it doesn't really matter. I mean, it, I it, it, yeah, it shouldn't really matter I mean, whether, whether you're a security a mall cop or a that's right. Forest anyway. Preserve cop. And there's or some a, really good Forest Preserve cops out there, like our buddy Sergeant Fabs out in DuPage County. There you go. Who, who's a retired uh, popo from a real police department, but 
uh, he he's a sharp guy, and and there are some sharp guys on the job, but this guy clearly was in over his head. And, it was and let his this thing get way out of control. It was his moment to shine and yeah. prove, you know, you know what he's made out of, and uh, you know what he did, and yeah. he got fired for it. <laughs> yes, he did. He did get fired. He got punished worse than uh, the guy. He, he did. Man that got yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> Lost his career over this drunk guy. Yes. Over a, a stupid drunk guy. Yeah. Being being just hateful. Your true colors come out when you're drunk. He's that's, a he's that's, ashamed. That's, that's unfortunate. He's but ashamed true. now. But if he's well, ashamed now because he got because he got caught yeah. and convicted. But yeah. yeah, I'm sure he's been like that his entire life. I, I, I'm sure he didn't wake up at 63 and become a racist idiot. Right? right? Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty much guaranteed he's been a racist idiot all along. Right. So a lot of collateral damage because of this drunk idiot. But yeah. Well, happy ending for all concerned, I think. The victim felt holy. She got a good deal and uh, uh, properly paid attention to the, the guy who actually did it all, got publicly whipped and put on probation. I'm sure he'll never do it again. At least he won't be dumb enough to do it when there's a camera about. And uh, the officer who failed to do anything, and thank goodness this did not escalate into anything physical or out of control, he's gone. Yeah, well, is he uh, required to go to uh, alcohol uh, treatment, alcohol abuse treatment now? <laughs> probably a good idea. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> probably, a, probably a good move. But at, at that age, I mean, does it really matter now? No, no it doesn't matter. <laughs> Nobody cares. Is it, is it going to help? Is We're it... never going to hear from this guy again unless he manages to get himself on another police camera somewhere. <laughs> oh, freaking guy. Well, let's go back. You know, now let's move over to Northwest Indiana. Shireville lawyer gets bounced. And indicted in U.S. District Court. What do you do, Loop? What this guy do? So before we get to this PI attorney from Indiana who's in hot water, we're going to take another break. Uh-oh. When we come back, we'll definitely talk about this one. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90. Plus. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is... The Chicago Popo Report. Ah, welcome back, Popo Nation. Second hour starting. You don't want to miss any of these wonderful, hard-hitting, investigative pieces. We got a lot to talk about still. Lupe Aguirre and Paul Cialino on WLSAM 890 in Chicago Saturday night. We left uh, last break. We talked about a lawyer got himself in trouble, got himself indicted. Two, two million in unpaid taxes. Ooh, interest on that one's going to be rough, man. This is out of Cherylville, Indiana. Would that that be considered Northwest Indiana territory? I think it would. Is it? Yeah, everything's Northwest over there. <laughs> is it? Right. Until you get to Fort Wayne or something. Nice little stretch of Indiana. That's basically a, l- a little bit of Chicago. It's right? suburbs of Chicago yeah. these days because everybody who lives in Chicago seems to be moving out there now. They travel into work and then go back home. Yeah, and pay a lot less taxes apparently. Both property and state. Well, especially upcoming. Yeah, so we're, we're going to get hit by yeah a little bit of property taxes. What else? Uh, it's going to cost a little bit more to go out and dine. Yeah, like 11% on the food bills? Man, I'll tell you. How about taking, if you love taking an Uber or uh, yeah, oh, ride yeah. share, it's going to go be, up. The cab drivers are uh, gleefully celebrating that one, right? Yeah. The crime family, Uber, uh, Lyft crime families are getting whacked with a big tax. Getting whacked with a big tax, exactly. But, but, but back to our lawyer, Gupta, out there in uh, Shireville. Uh, Two million dollars in unpaid taxes. He, personal injury attorney who didn't like sharing with his clients when he got paid. Yeah, I had a bad habit of keeping the money that was owed to clients. Kept it all. 
It's never a good good idea to do that, no, especially if you're an attorney. You're going to get, yeah, the disciplinary uh, committee's going to whack you. Well, they whacked him, and then the feds indicted him. So, Mr. Gupta, if you got a case with Mr. Gupta, you might ask for an accounting, folks, okay? That's Raymond Gupta, exactly. Yeah. Attorney at law. In Shireville, I mean, he had quite. A, I mean, he had he had quite a caseload. I mean, he's uh, had some pretty good, pretty good, uh, uh, you know, outcomes yeah, for his clients. What, uh, I got a feeling he was living a little bit above his means. That's usually what happens when they quit paying income taxes and quit giving their clients the money that uh, they deserve. You never want to commingle what's in your personal account with your client trust account. And we have seen this animal before, and it never turns out well because. Of, the uh, various disciplinary committees around the country will hammer a lawyer over few things like they will for stealing money yeah. from clients. That will get you disbarred quick. Yeah, yeah. Whatever's in your client trust account, you can't dip into it <laughs> until, you, until you've earned it. What's, what's the operative words there, Loop? Client yep. trust, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's not your, not lawyer trust, client trust account. Yeah, it's not your it's not your attorney piggy bank account. That's right. It's not, the, it's not my personal piggy bank. It's a client piggy bank account. What, what's that? Uh, it's not petty cash either. Because <laughs> no, a lot not. of a lot of attorneys who actually who make it on the Popo report treat it as a petty cash account. Yes, they do. That's why they make it on the Popo report. Uh, Even this guy. That's from, how they make it on the Popo report. Is right. You're, especially this guy from Indiana. Yeah, Gupta. <laughs> so if Gupta was your attorney, folks, Indiana peeps. You might want to check check that final settlement statement he sent to you if he bothered <laughs> to send you one. It might have been, hey, don't worry about it. I'll take care of you, okay? Just but trust me. He also paid, he actually did pay out his clients uh, when the, uh, when, you know, settlement time, but in installments yeah. without, <laughs> with, without including that in the uh, retainer or in the, uh, you know, client contract. Yeah, let me just pay you in installments. Well, I, I want the lump. Money. I want, why not just give me the lump sum? Hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of you. <laughs> this, is, this is how these things, you know, uh, play out. Well, installments. <laughs> at least since 2010, he's had some issues. Uh, um, I'm, uh, guys like that usually don't keep real detailed good records, so you you might want to get on that train early because guess what, Loopy does have malpractice insurance, right? Yeah, mandatory. Yeah. Absolutely. So there, there may be an insurance claim there, folks. You might get paid, me be made whole at some point. Check it out, peeps. Well, here's a kid's not going to be made whole because he's dead because DCFS did not do their job. And what are we talking about? Our Little kid, A.J. Friend, up there in McHenry County who got killed by his parents. Right. Allegedly. Yeah, Paul, this case is still reverberating, and uh, the fallout, it's still ongoing. It's going to continue, and it's going to continue for a while now. Well, uh, they're going to fire a supervisor and a couple investigators or social workers who were involved in his family, kept returning this kid home after signs of abuse. And, of course, predictably, he winds up dead. So they, they specifically point to two DCFS employees, uh, slash investigators, uh, uh, let's see, Carlos Acosta, Andrew Pullivine, and Kathleen Gold. They basically did not look out for this kid's welfare, which comes down but to Listen, this is DCFS's job. Here's the problem. You got an abused, neglected child, young one, you got to really pay attention because they cannot protect themselves. Uh, and they also point to the fact that they have huge caseloads and they could, they can't look after every single kid that, you know, comes in front of them. You know what though, Loop? Th these are the one, these are the vulnerable ones and you gotta make them a priority because if you don't, they wind up dead as this kid did. And we know this 
because it's been going on forever. And they know it. DCFS knows it. And it fell through the cracks, and this kid got himself killed because the authorities did not do their job. So a kid like this, he should always be on the uh, on the uh, DCFS's radar because when he was born, he had heroin in his system. <laughs> it hasn't I mean, stopped. Since it, the day he was born, he's been in the system, right? right? And complaint after complaint after complaint would come in on this kid. I mean, this is a problem. There's a pattern of abuse and neglect that, that accelerated in time and eventually wound up with him getting killed. Right. So he was born with heroin in his system. So his uh, relative looked out after him, looked after him for, for a few years, right? right. Yeah. And then he and then his mom was awarded custody. Right. And every time he was supposedly he clean. He was supposedly right. clean yeah. for a while. Yeah. And every time he went home, abuse happened. And they kept sending him home. And this ridiculous policy of reuniting the family, it sometimes just don't work. Because the kid winds up dead when you reunite yeah. him one too many times. Uh, let's go out to New York. Uh, we have a couple brothers uh, who decided to save. <laughs> uh, these two are dreams, aren't they? Huh? They decided to save their meth equipment, you know, their meth operation. That's important. If you have a meth operation and a fire breaks out, as they do often with meth operations, you got to save the equipment to stay in business, right? Well, that's the income stream. But, you know, their grandmother, <laughs> who was in the crib. How old was Granny? When the fire. She's 82-year-old Granny. She's a poor old lady. Yeah, they, they, they didn't get her out. They just oh, left her there to die. Oh, that's a bad one. Oh. 82-year-old granny. The old knees aren't what they once were. You stuffed out, run that fire explosion. But, yeah, but initially, these two brothers thought they were going to get away with it. But, uh, yeah, uh, an investigation um, that led after this, uh, it's going to say no now well, to that one. Jared and Justin. Decided to sacrifice Granny to get the meth equipment. That's basically what happened, right? Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Okay, maybe they were high. Were they high themselves? Things, what do you think? Maybe you they think just maybe they were using a little bit of their product. Maybe they just forgot about Granny. Was it a was it a, an honest mistake? And she was upstairs sleeping. <sighs> I doubt if it was an honest mistake, and, and I hope they, they they probably will never see daylight again after this one. So there's 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 no excuse for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's pretty pretty much uh, no excuse at all. The, the good news is Granny made a date too with these two knuckleheads in her life, which is probably a miracle in itself. Well, I don't want to, you know, tarnish her name, but what if she was the leader of this operation? <laughs> well, come on. Do you, sure, do you think Granny knew anything about the meth operation? You know, you know, there's... I don't want to tarnish her name. <laughs> Ma Parker, Granny. <laughs> I mean, and then we're going to assume she probably wasn't part of the island. For the sake of argument and uh, being generous and having a little grace, what do you think? Granny knew nothing. I mean, there was a there was a big uh, television series about a guy who was a you know a teacher, a chemistry teacher who ran a big a meth Breaking operation. Bad. I yeah. don't think Granny was part of the Breaking Bad operation upstate New York. <laughs> All right, well. Sorry, Granny. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we got more funky crime and punishment time. But first, we got a guy who fell off the roof. We're not sure if uh, he was pushed off or not, but we'll, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll talk oh, about it. Oh, we're pretty sure what happened. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. AM 890. Welcome back, everybody. Saturday night, WLSAM 890, Chicago Popo Report. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. Moving to Florida, one of our favorite states. And, and apparently Lupe's favorite story of the night. 
Oh my God! This is in Kissimmee, Florida. Uh, I don't think we've Disney had a world, huh? I don't think we've had a good story out of Kissimmee yet. They're pretty quiet because everybody in Kissimmee is usually in a uh, condo rental at Disney World, <laughs> right? So it's not a sprawling uh, suburb or a town where you have a bunch of uh, I don't know suburb, trailer homes or anything. It's, these, or are, these are legit. No. These are legit. Yeah. People with 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 jobs with uh, good homes or with, tourists uh, yeah. or tourists. Okay, yeah, yeah it's a middle class town. Yeah, right. You don't well, hear much about it generally. Well, I mean, here we're hearing about it now because we got <laughs> we got two cops in hot water. One one got fired and one just served an eight hour suspension over what is essentially a property crime. Okay, a property. It started off as a property crime. All right, they got called to this house. You know. The uh, the girl or ex girlfriends like my ex boyfriend you know he's being a he's being a you know jag off took her car you know an argument right got my keys took my car and he's in the house though so they get in and they chase him through the house right yeah okay now he goes out onto the roof through you know it's like it's a second second story window whatever jumps out a window and gets himself up on the roof and now he's got a lot of attention because the entire kissing me police department's there so yeah so this cop follows him out onto the roof okay so this is where the fun starts. So you're on you're on the second second floor roof. Okay? Praise the Lord for body cameras is all I have to say because this was great video. So here 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 we go now. Okay, it starts off as a simple old body, you know. And she even said he's probably he's probably armed, right or not? Well, he's been known to be armed. Known to be armed. Yeah, that, okay. could, that could be police propaganda. <laughs> again, again, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, victims uh, who know the system will always say that because you know that's. Police presence uh, gets heightened, and uh, you know you take it more seriously. And they know that, and they know that. You know he's got he's armed. He's you know he's got a weapon on him or whatever. Right. You know. So, so so the entire shift is out there. Let's say that, okay? Yeah. And this dude's sitting on the roof, acting silly, and belligerent, and uncooperative. Uncooperative. And it's a pretty pitched roof. I mean, it's not a flat roof. It's and dangerous. You don't want to get in a fight up on the roof with this guy. Right? Yeah, no, you don't want to tase this guy up there either. No, because okay? he's going off head first if you tase him. He's in an elevated position. Yeah. You don't want to tase this guy. Yeah. So what are you going to do at, in this situation? He's he's really, he's no threat to himself or to other police officers. I, I guess by now they realize he doesn't have a weapon. He doesn't have a gun. Right. He doesn't have a, a sharp object this or anything. This is where so. it starts to go a little bit south. But be fair. You want to be wrestling with a dude up on a roof? I don't want to wrestle with him exact, on a roof. Right. Exactly. So he's on the roof. Yeah. How do we get this guy down? Well, Sergeant and, had some good advice. So he, could, so, he could, so he could walk into our handcuffs. <laughs> How do we get this guy down without injuring ourselves and without injuring this a drone. guy? We get a drone. Maybe the Kissimmee's got a drone. They could kind of lift him off the roof. Did they have a drone out there that day? No drone. No drone. <laughs> no helicopter. How about we call fire? How about we call fire? Get him rolling. You know, maybe call maybe call an ambulance just in case this guy accidentally falls. But fire was not called. You know, they have ladders, which they could, which you know they could just bring out and and just here you take know, the ladder down or put the ladder right there so he could you know so he could uh, so he could shimmy down. I'm, I'm with the Sarge on this one. What the Sarge tell his guy who came out the window behind this dude to do? Just push him <laughs> off. Get him off the roof for Christ's sake! Quit messing around. Get him off the roof. Was this was this the end of tour? Was he? Uh, did he have a hot date? He didn't want to, you know, hang out and you know some lengthy paperwork. What was his beef? There was no rush. There was really no rush to do anything. Let him just come down on his own accord. I'll tell you what his beef was. I'm tired of messing with this mope sitting up on the roof, tying up my entire shift. Get him off the roof. Okay. <laughs>
And then that begs the question, is that an unlawful order? And should should anyone obey that order? Well, well apparently someone did, right? <laughs> somebody did obey the order because he got a boot right in his backside and off the roof he went. So this... Yeah, it was not that long, folks. Maybe in like a nine foot roof he's up on, ten foot. At best, yeah, he falls through, He falls to, uh, we didn't fall on concrete. No. He didn't fall on rocks. He didn't he, get hurt. He fell on that soft Florida uh, grass, yes, right? Yes, he did. Which yes. gets a lot of, you know, yeah, gets a lot of rain. A lot of humidity. A lot of grass humidity. is soft in Florida. Any of you ever played golf down there, you know this. It's not that hard grass, exactly. No. It's not it's not Chicago dangerous. Grass. Not the Chicago grass. Yeah. yeah, it's like falling on concrete sometimes. So, it's the soft grass. So yeah, they push him off the roof. Uh, he falls. Uh, he doesn't get injured, which no. is great. I mean, no, it's just does not. you know, I'm sure, I'm sure he's he's fallen off at higher uh, elevations. But anyways, so he he lands, and then then they tase him. So to so to, so to add <laughs> to uh, uh, yeah make the situation worse, they decide to tase this guy. But it's kind of questionable whether that was necessary. Well, you know why he got tased? Everyone was pissed off, sitting there waiting for him. It's hot, they're sweating, and uh, let's give him a little taste because he pretty much inconvenienced everybody. <laughs> That's right, he did. And the sergeant who ordered him kicked off the roof. He wound up resigning. That's sad, Sarge. I hope he didn't. I hope he got a job somewhere else. One bad day. No one got shot. No one got injured. That's another. I mean, this is. That, they didn't create the situation. They responded to it. No, we didn't know. Yeah, police. Yeah, the police did not create the situation. But how did they handle it? Did they execute the situation well, this is, correctly? This is Florida. They handled it magnificently for Florida. This is about as good as it gets in Florida. Okay, that's 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 a great argument. I mean, yeah, it's it's exciting. By Florida it's, standards, it is a wonderful outcome. <laughs> I, w I would have to disagree because uh, I'm looking at it from the uh, that sergeant's point of view. Okay, so I'm dragged out to this, you know. To this incident, yeah, this call, <laughs> this mope on a roof. I don't want to be there. Who doesn't want to get down? So he's got to he's got to make a decision. So this is where leadership comes in. This is where training and leadership should come in. And he decides to give just a show bad leadership. Okay, <laughs> or very little leadership, or none at all. I thought he showed great leadership. Get him off the roof. He got him off the roof. The patrolman goes okay and gives him the boot in the back. So yeah, I don't fault the uh, the police officer who uh, maybe he was uh, I don't know maybe he has uh, recently off of probation. I don't know how long he's been on the uh, on that police department, but I mean, I would have I would have just told my sergeant no. <laughs> I'm not going to kick this guy. I'm not going to push him off because oh, bro, you have Lodge Seven of the FOP behind you. I'm I'm pretty sure in Kissimmee there's no Lodge Seven protecting the patrolman on the roof. You're putting I mean you're you're putting your career on the line. This is unnecessary. We could get him down, you know, a couple of different ways. This is, it was just bad leadership, bad judgment on everyone's part. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> it was excellent judgment for Kissimmee, Florida. It was wonderful. I mean, this looks great on you. This looks great on TV and, and YouTube. I mean, yeah, every, we all yeah, laugh. This, yeah, this is great, funny. It's a great YouTube video. This is, this is, it was yes. amazing. It was yeah. amazing. If it, I mean, you can't write this stuff. This is, Here's what I know this, for sure. This, is this dude will never climb up on a roof again when he's dealing with the police, okay? When the popo show up, he's going to stay on the ground. That way there will be no incidents of flying. Yeah. So over this, you know, uh, inconsequential uh, call, 
like I said, uh, alleged property crime. Okay, and and this this guy decides to get up on a roof. So one guy one guy lost his job. A sergeant lost his job. His his whether he has a family or not. I mean, they're you know he you've got to figure out. You know, what else am I going to do? Am I going to go work at Best Buy? Am I going to you know get a get some security job? Chick Fil A. So, It'll be a Chick Fil A. Be at the drive-in window, maybe. You know, dealing with the problems that happen down there driving windows. The guy who fared well was the uh, the uh, the offender. Now he's going to sue everybody. It's <laughs> not going to get in Florida. He's not going to get he's a gonna, lot of money. He's going to get one. something. Another officer got an eight hour, eight or well, one day suspension, yeah. which is really nothing. No, it's a day off. He fared right? well. So yeah, all in all, this is a this is a bad pushing, not a bad shooting, a it's bad a pushing. Bad pushing. <laughs> All right, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we got funky crime and punishment time. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90. See you in a bit. LS. Ah, welcome back, everybody. And you're in that banjo music. You know what's going to happen on the Popo Report on WLS AM 890 Chicago. We're going to go back down to Florida. A little animated animation stuff happening and Target and... Goofy 20-year-olds. What'd they do? What happened out at the Target down there in Florida, Luke? What'd our guy do? That's right, peeps. You've guessed it. We're going to start off with the ubiquitous Florida man, all right? Yeah, we love him. We hate him. You know, he's all around great entertainment. So this guy decides to, uh, I don't know, dry hump? <laughs> Making love with Olaf. A stuffed animal? <laughs> Olaf, the Disney character from Frozen. Yeah, he was a, he's actually a large stuffed animal. Dude so, was very much attracted to Olaf, wasn't he? Cody Christopher Meter, 20 years old. You know? Cody, Cody, Cody. Cody was really in love with the Olaf. And in the Target store on security camera. He fits that definition of a, you know, a young guy. Young, dumb, and full of, you know, dumbness. Yes, yes. And this is in St. Pete, one of my favorite towns in Florida. He's dead, you know, he was consorting with the stuffed animal. Do you think he was a little bit high? Maybe some uh, maybe on meth or, or something else? Something uh, illicit? Or maybe you just got the urge to dry hump a large just, stuffed animal. Just Florida, man. This is the stuff that happens in Florida all the time. This is why we have a radio show. Most listened to radio show around about the Popo, by the way. Yeah, this is it. This is at a Target. <laughs> yes, folks, we can't make this up. <laughs> this is at a Target store. I mean, he's uh, two p.m. the middle of the afternoon. Middle of the afternoon, right? He's feeling a little romantic. Hey, let's go down to Target and find a nice big stuffed animal. Because I'm feeling romantic and mood mood is striking me. A little after a little afternoon uh, mething or drinking, <laughs> maybe some day drinking was involved. We don't know; it, they're not very clear. I'm guessing though that if he has to go to Target to find his girlfriend <laughs> or whatever, uh, he probably doesn't have enough money to go. You know, like to a strip joint, like most normal guys would do at two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, so this dummy, so yeah, he he pleasured himself to this stuffed animal, and then he, I guess he grabbed grabs another one, right? He just one wasn't enough. <laughs> it's apparently not. This guy's very energetic. Yeah, pretty pretty enlightening for the, hopefully two o'clock in the afternoon. The kids were still in school. Just yeah. just the shopping mommies had to were subjected to this bad behavior. So for his efforts, he's been charged with criminal mischief. Uh, he was given a hundred and fifty dollar bond. Well, he actually he's no longer in custody. Hey, he posted it's a misdemeanor. Bomb. It's a misdemeanor, okay? It's not a big deal on the scale of big deals in Florida. What about property damage charge on that? I don't know, but this stuffed animal... Those are pretty expensive. Are you kidding me? I would think Disney at least products $50, are expensive. At least $50 yes. each? Yes. You know, they had to destroy it and remove it from the store floor? Hmm. 
Oh, well, but the next story. Let's move along. We're still in Florida. We're still in Florida. What happened, Loop? What, what went on down there? Let's see. We got a Florida man who tries to start naked fight club at a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to start a naked fight club, it would have to be a Chick-fil-A because I'm not going to go to like a Popeye's or anything. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A has got to be done or guess, McDonald's or anything. Guess the good Christian folks who own Chick-fil-A were not down with this program. <laughs> you don't think? No. no. No, I don't think so. Yeah, Corey Michael Hetzel. This guy's 30 years old. He should know better. Ah, Corey. Yes. Yes, he was thinking no better. But the last guy who was in his 20s, 20s. Target Store, he didn't forget. You kind of forgive that, right? If you're in your 20s, you do a lot of dumb things. Poor judgment. It's it's beyond dumb, isn't it? Because according to the insurance companies, after you're 25, you should be a little more responsible. (laughs) Not as impulsive. That's the theory. So what's wrong with this guy? How come he's, he doesn't, he doesn't f- uh, fit into that fold? Clearly, impulse control is an issue. Let's see. He was charged with uh, disorderly conduct and resisting officers. Mm. That'll get you a little, That's another misdemeanor, I think. Hmm? Uh, let's see. I think law enforcement dealt with it, and they probably said that's a small matter. Oh, or it looks like he went to follow the penal system. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think thinking was involved in this story on any level. I had to throw that in there. Let's go to, uh, let's see. We're, we're still staying in Florida. Yes, we are. And what happened to the peeping Tom down there in Florida? Oh, my God. I think, uh, I mean, it's at the death penalty. This is kind of, this guy kind of went overboard. So <laughs> this peeping Tom wound up getting killed for his efforts. Uh, well, Victor was not happy with Assad Akar, who was peeping Tom and him and his girlfriend. No. And Victor beat him to death. Yeah. You get the death penalty for peeping Tom stuff. Summary execution, as I like to say, on the spot. Initially, the girlfriend lied that, uh, he was, you know, being the aggressor and, uh, they had to fight him off with, a. With a pipe, with you know, Victory various ran instruments. Naked and found him out there with his genitals exposed. Uh, well, yeah. The the uh, initially the uh, Victor's uh, Vickery's uh, girlfriend initially told police that she ran outside and saw uh, this peeping tom on top of uh, the boyfriend and had to uh, hit him with a shovel. But we found out that that was a lie. Vickery told the girlfriend to say that. You know, of course he did. Heightened the suspension, <laughs> you know, because... Because uh, we just beat this dude to death for death. window peeping, basically. I mean, does that, does the, uh, yeah, does the punish, punishment, uh, 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 you yeah, know, yeah, fit I the crime? So. Listen, and if if you're a young kid and you know, there's a window peeper, peeping Tom, as they say, it's it's a pretty terrifying experience, I it think, is. for a little kid. But two adults, right. not so terrifying, all right? I mean, now, and let's face it, a lot of peeping times, uh, that criminal behavior escalates over time into rape and other issues, other sex offenses. But I don't think you could beat the dude to death for, uh, you know, standing outside your window getting his jollies. It's a little harsh. Getting his jollies, yeah. No, yeah. So, yeah, the whole story unraveled and fell apart. And uh, my man, Victor, <laughs> Victor is facing some manslaughter charges. As these stories often do. Uh, and although a Florida jury, Victor might be in good shape. He could be okay. Uh, I don't know. Even in Florida, I think this is not going to bode well. You know, he may be, he'll get something. And, you know, I mean, this guy, uh, Aker, who got caught, he had a history of this sort of thing. Yeah, he did. A lot yeah. of problems. All yeah, right. but still, let's round out this uh, segment uh, full of, you know, tomfoolery and uh, shenanigans with... Uh, a football player, Anthony Ciccolo, who's also from Florida. 
Was that Tampa, Florida, probably? Yeah, I think it's from Tampa, Florida. What did Chicolo do on his uh, off week? You know, bye you know, weeks. This is the problem. There's the problem. a lot of time on your hands during the bye week for foolishness and getting into trouble. Usually involving like Las Vegas or something along those lines. For non-football fans, what's a yes. bye week? A bye week is you get a week off during the season. Every professional team has a week where they don't play. Right. And, you know... There's usually three or four teams off in one week, right? It's usually a recipe for disaster for yes, some. Yes, for some lads young, have some time on their hands. For then. some young football lads, exactly, uh, they could get into into domestics. <laughs> they could, you know, hang out with the wrong people. Uh, you name it. And well, one of the usual uh, problems creeped up in this one, and what was that loop? See, Chicolo, he's a Steelers linebacker. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows him, but uh, he was charged with simple assault, criminal mischief, and harassment. Uh, in an incident involving his girlfriend uh, during domestic, a bye week. Domestic disturbance. Domestics always get the best See, of us, Paul. Here's the problem. When you're playing pro ball, you're not home a lot during the season, right? And you take get, out you, your aggression on yeah, the opposing right. team. Yeah, and when you got a bye week, you find yourself at home a lot more often than you do when you don't have a bye week. And then the domestic things start to creep up. You know them long-term nagging little issues that couples have. Because you're not used to hanging out with your girlfriend, you know. <laughs> Guess not. So, for so long. Because if I hang out with her you, for too long, I'm going to beat her up. Right? You got on each other's nerves. <laughs> yes. And uh, you didn't know how to just back away. No. Leave the no. scene and let things cool off. Not because you're a football player. Your only instinct is to attack. Yeah, well, he attacked and uh, got... And fight back and not take no for an answer, and right? NFL has this domestic violence program going now. You tune up the girlfriend, you might be out of a job. Yeah, let's see. This guy was a six-round uh, rookie out of Miami uh, in 2015. He oh, signed a two-year, $8 million contract He's out Pittsburgh. of Miami. That explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to hit pause. Uh, still to come, we have a white guy named Tupac Shakur who's arrested in Johnson City, Tennessee. <laughs> I wonder story. for what. All right, you've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS. Five years. Uh, we're back for the home stretch, folks. Chicago Popo Report. Lupe Aguirre and Tupac Ciolino. <laughs> Shut it down Saturday night. Don't miss this one. What do we got a guy down in Johnson County, Tennessee? He's what? not just. <laughs> Go I'm ahead, sorry, man. I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's not just a regular guy, Paul. No, he's not. It's a, it's a Tennessee gentleman. Yes. <laughs> what did he do? What did that guy do down there? <laughs> well, uh, let's see. He wasn't born with that Tupac Shakur handle. <laughs> but that's his name. But that's his name now, which is fine. It's his alter ego. How about that? I mean, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> it's a. That's a rough way to go in Tennessee, my friend. So according to the uh, Tennessee Popo, he was busted after he pulled a knife on officers seeking to arrest him on an outstanding probation violation warrant. Okay? He just didn't want to go. Shakur. Quietly. You got to, hey, you need some street cred with a because name Because he's like a gangster, that. exactly. That's right. You got to do some outlaw stuff. Can't just go quietly when the Popo come knocking at the door. And I'm guessing this dude's probably not very good at rapping. Not like the real... Shakur, <laughs> right? The real uh, pack, as they used to call him, as uh, his buddies used to call him, pack. That's right. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he, he was he was good at you know bagging the uh, the the meth. You know, they call him <laughs> m- <laughs> no meth is involved with this guy. I'm shocked. No rapping, <laughs> but just meth <laughs> and hypodermic needles. I might add, right? And <laughs> needles, yeah. yeah. 
This Tupac man, he's off. He's 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 off the reservation, my friend. Paul, if my name, if, if if my God-given name was Timothy Stephen Oliver, I would have to change it because that's a horrible <laughs> yeah. name. Yes, it's, it's, it really doesn't get you much notice, does it? No, you can't. Yeah, you can't lead life with a name like well, Timothy Stephen Oliver. Loop, I don't know about you, but I'd probably pay about a thousand bucks to see his reception at the county jail there in Nashville with that name. And where do you put this dude, okay? Because <laughs> you can't put him with them white boys down there. They're not going to roll with that name. No. And the brother's going to be quite unhappy this dude's named himself Tupac Shakur. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be an isolation cell for this cat. So you can't put him with the white supremacists. No, you can't, you can't, they're not going to roll with that program. You can't put him with the Mexican mafia slash essays. <laughs> no. You can't put him with the brothers. The Crips and the Bloods aren't buying, man. So he's got to he's got to have his own little little spot, his own little section. Listen, they're going to have to like clean an office out in the sheriff's department and let him stay there. <laughs> it's the only way they're going to keep this one safe. So I guess mystery solved. We 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 found Tupac Shakur. Yes, we did find him. <laughs> and unfortunately, he's not the one that made Suge Knight millions of dollars. No, right? no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see him locked up with Suge Knight out in L.A. That that would be my ideal situation. Oh my God, he wouldn't last two minutes with Suge Knight. Oh, man. <laughs> Suge Knight would be so upset. What are you doing misappropriating my boy's name? That's are you right. kidding my, me? My moneymaker, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's my moneymaker. Okay, what do you say we go out to Georgia? Uh, let's go to Georgia. It's got to get better. <laughs> we, got a convicted sex, we got convicted sex offenders who sue sheriff for placing no trick-or-treat signs on their yards. Oh. I, I, I sex offenders you, can't have any fun now. If I'm a convicted sex offender, I'm thinking I don't want any kids knocking on the door. It could cause me a problem or two. But that's that only brings more attention to them. I mean, who the hell puts no trick or treat signs on there? I mean, you've got to be like like a real like Scrooge. You know, if you're a convicted sex offender, it's probably a good time to go on vacation or impulse control. Right? <laughs> or no leave. sense of impulse um, control. Halloween, turn the lights off and just leave. That that's my advice to you, convicted sex offenders who are not all supposed to be around children. So this uh, we got three sex offenders. Uh, who were, <laughs> this is out of Butts. This is funny. Out of Butts County Sheriff. It's just just <laughs> just keeps on coming. So appropriate. <laughs> so yeah, they 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 they're not a fan of that Georgia law that says they can't do that. They don't like that Georgia law. I know the sex offenders don't like it. How about they just move out of Butts County to begin with? Boom! The kiss of me. Get thrown off the roof. They act up. There you go. I like that even better. <laughs> what do you say we go on to Alabama now? Let's go to Alabama. Keep the southern theme going. Boy, okay, so what happened there? <laughs> well, this is a bit of a problem. Young lady decided to grind onto a police officer. Thought he would cut her a break. I'm fine, and I'm grinding you, dude, Okay. She was recorded grinding her rear end into the crotch of a cop attempting to handcuff her early Sunday. Oops. Was she hot? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. She wasn't very bright. I mean, I think hot chicks can get away with that. Hot babes could probably get away with that for a little bit. The whole camera thing has really screwed up law enforcement, my friend. Okay, you can't kick a dude off a roof. You can't let chicks grind on you in a traffic stop. I mean, it's, this camera thing has really put a damper on the fun. <laughs> I think the NFL came up with this idea. Let's put cameras on everybody. Oh, my God. So yeah. she goes to jail. She goes to right? jail, yeah. And she'd been spending the night down at the, you know, down at the football game. 
By the way, she's a graduate of University of Alabama. So but, she's got some brains in her? <laughs> well, yeah, not that way, night, right? But not that night. And she was outside of a Waffle House. And we all know nothing good happens at the Waffle House after a football game. Right? Yeah, I mean, you get really intoxicated from that uh, that syrup. It's just out of control. And sometimes you have mimosas <laughs> in the morning. And uh, then nothing is safe. So while she's getting handcuffed and grinding, she says to the officer, Oh, yeah, you like that? You like that? Yeah. <laughs> this is all on tape, man. <laughs> In she's, the Waffle House parking lot. She's looking to get a reaction. She, she got a reaction. She, she, she got some more charges dumped on her. She didn't get the reaction she anticipated, but yeah, she got some kind of reaction. I think she'll do that in the uh, in the old county jail. Well, she's she's got it all over Instagram now. Okay, I went through some legal trouble on Instagram. You want to throw me a few bucks? That would help. Because uh, mom and dad, I guess, aren't helping with the legal fees or the fines. She's looking for a little handout, huh? She well, not a hand up, but a handout. Yes, she's looking for some assistance with Le- her her issues, her problems, her legal problems. Uh, what do you say we? Oh, you know, Dennis Rodman is in the news. What did Dennis haven't... do? Dennis got a little, uh, you know, got a little physical with somebody, didn't he? Allegedly smacking a man at a bar while celebrating his birthday. Somebody probably a fan wanted a uh, little bit too much uh, FaceTime with him. Yeah, where was Dennis at when this little incident happened, Luke? <laughs> oh, oh, let me guess, Florida, maybe. <laughs> that's that's the only place to hang out when it's your birthday, Paul. So, Luke, Dennis is at the Buddha Sky Bar in Delray Beach, and uh, fabulous, fabulous location. <laughs> the fabulous Buddha Sky Bar, and he smacks us through with an open hand, a slap in the face. I mean, that's that's the ultimate embarrassment when you get slapped in the face. You, this guy must have done something to aggravate Dennis Rodman because this guy, he's he's he's, he's had FaceTime with, uh, with, with Kim, little Kim out in North Korea, and then he's being messed with on his birthday. I think it's well-deserved. Well, he, he denies doing it, said it didn't happen, said he was dead sober, was not drinking, and uh, he still got charged with a battery. Well, I but, mean... But guess what? The report's made two days after the fact. I, I hate when these things happen. There's usually always a lot of problems with those type of incidents. Well, the uh, the victim has to think about it. You know, I'm just Dennis Rodman probably had to seek legal counsel. What am I going to do? Is, this, oh, is it worth it? Is it Rodman, worth my time? Right? This yeah. is all about a lawsuit. A little bit of and, money. And the police officer said, I didn't see any swelling or redness or bruising or anything else. There's got to be cameras in the uh, little... Sometimes there are, sometimes there aren't. But I'll tell you what, if Dennis Rodman gave you a good smack in the face, there'd be some swelling and bruising, I'm guessing. All right, buddy. It's On that note, it's time for checkoff. We've got another great happy ending. So we got this Milwaukee police officer, Kevin Zimmerman, you know, involved in a, you know, he stops his car because of improper registration. And he finds out that these kids aren't strapped down in, you know, in a, in a baby seats. So right. instead of ticketing the mom, you know. I did write her a ticket. You did write a ticket? Yeah. Well, that, he, what, that, well, he made up for it. He bought, sure he bought them car seats. He went to the store, bought some car seats. Installed it himself. Put them in there so she could get the kids in the uh, car. Exactly. Great happy ending loop. You got it. And that does it for us this Saturday night. And as always, don't poo-poo on the popo. And mind your own business. Watch your six. We'll see you next week, people. Thank you.